The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Hi, it's Linda. And welcome to Leadership Stars. I am so excited to have you here as well as my most inspiring guest. I met this woman in 2011, first on the phone. She was the inspirational voice I heard every morning on the telephone. And I thought, this woman is amazing. And then I got the opportunity in Wyoming, of all places, to meet face-to-face, and I have to tell you that she lived up to everything that I thought she was, and then I found out what her background was, and that amazed me even more. Here is a woman who went to college and nursing school at the same time, which is not always common, and while she never worked as a nurse per se, she began a corporate career at Bell Labs in New Jersey. They moved to Southern California, where she became a corporate executive, and then decided that Healthy living was really something that she was focusing on. And she created a business called Fitness Fuel, which was the healthy takeout alternative. And from that, she discovered network distribution and has been a leader in network distribution for as long as I know. And again, she's been my inspiration and she's been a leader for me in that industry as well. So I hope you will welcome to the show, Angela O'Brien. Angela, welcome. Oh, hi, Linda. Thank you so much for, hey, that very uh, delicious uh, introduction and for having me on your beautiful program. Thank you. Oh, I am so glad to have you here. And Angela, one of the things that, that you've always believed in is that what we focus on is what we create. And your favorite quote is from Richard Bach, who says, you are never given a wish or a dream with also being given the power to make it come true. So your belief is around dream big. Tell our audience just a little bit more about that, Angela. Yeah, you know, it it is interesting. So often uh, we run across people, including ourselves, where we forgot how to dream. We didn't. Mm -hmm almost think it's not allowed, you know, anymore. You just kind of work hard, you do what you have to do, and you take what you're given. But, however, what puts us into action, we've also often heard about having a vision, having a belief that you can achieve whatever that vision might be, means you have to dream. If you don't dream, your dreams don't come true. And in so many cases, people will dream very small, you know, thinking that they won't be able to achieve if they go a little bit bigger. 
but I really do believe in, and it's been proven over and over, you know, or reach for the stars and hit the moon, or, you know, just reach for something bigger and be excited about it because you will end up ultimately reaching something bigger than you even thought. Is Angela, awesome. Yeah, Angela, and I, I so agree with that. In fact, that's why the name of my company is Dare to Dream with Linda, because I knew that there were women who years ago had taken their dreams and put them on the shelf in a really nice box with a bow and everything else, and they put it behind the ski equipment and everything else that they haven't seen for probably the last decade. And I don't want them to, at the end of their lives, or as they, as they get older, maybe they retire, say, you know, is this all there is? Whatever happened to those things that I really dreamed of? And so I think the whole concept of we dream small because that's all we think we can have and blasting that out is really, really important. Yeah. And, you know, Linda, that's why this profession is so wonderful because years ago, that's perhaps what our parents had to do, our mom. They put it aside, you know, to raise their children, which is a beautiful gift because they couldn't do both. You couldn't be out of the home or enjoy having your children grow with you. And now when we discuss, and as you eloquently always write, you know, you can do it. You can be working at home. You can have your dreams come true uh, by continuing to dust them off. Exactly. And Angela, one of the things, so, uh, you know, when, when you, when you join an organization and, and I don't, I don't care whether it's network distribution or it's entrepreneurship or it's corporations, they always ask you, so what's your why? And I find it always very interesting that that the types of responses you get are like this. I want to make $645 more per month to put my daughter into private school and to change the world. (laughs) Now, how can you possibly live with just that as your as your vision of the future? What what do you usually tell your people when they come up with that kind of a why? Oh, Linda, it is again. There's that. That's not that big, but the truth is um, that for that person at that moment in time, that's as big as she can think. So what I love to do is. I'd love to tell them what's available to them, but more I ask questions because that was a significant piece of information. So listening to what is a significant bit of information in that person's why will be able to lead you to ask them more questions like, in that case, you know, did you ever think about college for your daughter or child, you know, from private school to college, or kind of use an analogy. You know, we all fly, well, most people fly, and we, you know, end up flying coach. And if a flight attendant came by and said, okay, who would like this seat on the aisle? And who would like this seat in first class, either of which are free? The dream big person would jump for which place? First class. Give it to me. So when we talk to or when I talk to team members, I encourage them to think a little bit bigger of what could be available. What would be a lifestyle upgrade for you and your child? 
in this case specifically, because asking those questions about what was previously said will allow perhaps that door to open to dreaming a bit bigger. And Angela, I think that's just such a key insight into what is that lifestyle upgrade that you're looking for. And I think you know that that my vision is all around living in Dornoch, Scotland for six months out of the year. And one of the things that blew my mind was I, I have it everywhere. It's in my office. It's on my business card. It's the, you know, the uh, screensaver on my computer and on my phone. And I'm looking at that and I know that's what I want. What do you do when you have somebody um, just really blast that vision? In other words, my husband said to me, Oh, I guess it was about probably two or three months ago. You know, dear, we're going to have to go to Scotland this year because, you know, I'm not sure how many years I can continue to fly back and forth to Dornoch. You know, the flight's not getting any easier. Uh, I, I really need to lay down on the way over. And, oh, by the way, my golf game is in the tank right now. So, you know, I want to get it in right now. This is a storm that he just laid on me. So what would you say first to him and then what would you say to me? Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, never give up. Well, you know, my nickname has been called a Thomas Edison because I truly believe there's always a way, right? And so always keeping that positive outlook, always knowing or sharing that, you know, look, Clark, you are in, you know, good health. These flights are going to be there forever. But this will be happening. It really goes back to that vision and belief. And when we do share that vision and belief belief with others, it becomes more real. So somehow spinning it around. Linda, I have no doubt that you (laughs) will (laughs) be in Scotland six months out of the year. You know, it may be it may be in six months or it may be in a year. But perhaps then the thing might be, well, what might we need to do to speed it up by keeping on, keeping on? Not because we cannot do it, because, but because we want to do it sooner. I really believe desire fuels all else. And desire is even what fuels the vision and the belief. When the why is strong, it takes desire to do the activities to make whatever that is in that vision uh, happen. And to keep on keeping on. One of my, as you remember, famous things, keep on keeping on. Because once we stop, it's a guarantee that it won't happen. Well, and, and Angela, you know that that when you when something stops moving, it dies. Um, you know that that's a whole physics kind of thing. So I think this is really key, audience, that you need to continue to reconnect and redefine what your vision is. And yes, you know the the result for me is door knock. How I get there is up. You know, in essence, up to what we end up doing. So as Angela said earlier. You know, you're shooting for the moon or you're shooting for the stars, and at least you'll hit the moon, which, whichever it is. But it's hitting those stars on a regular basis. And you may redefine which star I'm going to next. 
but you always have the end in mind. And I think that's just really, really key. And you're right. The keep on keeping on is something that you've always said. And I've really taken to heart uh, on that. And, and to be honest with you, Angela, we are going to Scotland this year. Uh, we got the tickets. We yes. got our 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 lodging. And what's really cool is when we finally said yes, we're going. Everything fell into place. We were struggling with airlines and we're, how we were going to get there and all that. And as soon as we relaxed into it and said it's going to happen, all of that came in. And I think that's another thing about vision is it shouldn't be a struggle. It once you uh, surrender to it. Uh, things come in easily and effortlessly, right? It will be. That is so the truth. And you know what you are also doing, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, By going for that visit now, it will refuel and reignite that vision. Well, and you know, Angela, that one of the things that I want about Doorknock Scotland is so that my husband can play golf seven days a week. So we're going for... Uh, 15 days and I said so how many days are you not playing golf in this 15 days and he goes two when we go up to Orkney and when we come back otherwise I'm playing every day and I just think that's so powerful because he loves playing on that golf course and it is a championship golf course that turned 400 last year and she's in really great shape for being 400 years old Um, and it's just really really uh, you know, marvelous, magical thing. So when you can get your team members to really move in that direction, then what makes growing a team so challenging? And how do you weather the storm of people dropping off, people disappearing, and that kind of thing? One of the key things we have to learn, I uh, and I had to learn, you know, because I feel we should save them all. You know, and and some maybe do not. So there may come some moments in time when we learn to bless and release (laughs) these, right? I think you just have to realize that. But the thing is, knowing someone's vision, knowing someone's belief, as I know yours, as people know mine, you know, you, you see it, you feel it, you know it. You're able to keep revisiting. Is it not? Do you still not want to go to Scotland, Linda? Do you want <laughs> to still go there? You know, because it may be their vision really did change. And there will be storms. There will be naysayers. There will be people. There will be some do, some don't. But what we do is serve according to their need, not what we think is best for you or them serve according to the need understand what their desire and their vision and belief was because so many times people will drop off because you know what i'm just not i'm just not good at this I'm, or this just doesn't work for me or i will never achieve that well let's look at what your activities are Because there is no failure. They're just either you're doing it or you're not. And that's okay. But if your vision has truly changed and you really, people don't want to be doing this after giving every, let me think, hope. 
you know, it's really about, you know, continuing to provide hope or pointing out the positives that are happening. But if the bottom line is, no way I'm done, then learn to bless and release with ease, but not without giving it your best shot for that person that you really care about. Because, you know, people join us, not a company or a business or a profession. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that. So uh, having that constant interaction to stay on board with where people are, what they're doing, let's switch it up in the midst of something that might be going a little bit haywire so that the feelings of little successes continue to happen. Perfect. Angela, can you give me just two quick tips on how you coach someone who's hit a roadblock and you talked about naysayers specifically, and usually that's runs around family and friends. So two quick tips. Okay. Don't take it personally. That would be my first number one, you know, and the second one is that most time, well, family is a completely different animal for, for truth. It just happens to be because many times family are waiting to see if you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but so then the uh, the other thing is about you know not taking it personally because many times they might just be uninformed or uneducated in exactly what it is that you're doing and realize that that they're just uneducated in what it is that you are doing especially in the uh, the network marketing profession. Right, and I think that's so true, Angela. And audience, when we step back after this quick break, I'm going to ask Angela some more detailed questions about how do you keep people on track getting towards their vision. See you in a moment. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with linda.com that's linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. 
Welcome back. And I have one of the most, my most favorite people uh, on the show today, and that's Angela O'Brien, who has been my inspiration for at least the last six years. And Angela's just gave us two tips on what to do when someone uh, hits a roadblock, generally around naysayers. I think these are the ones that really knock us off the track most. And the key thing there was don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. And and then see what happens after that. So, Angela, anything else in detail that you'd like to say about uh, naysayers and what you can do to keep the person moving forward after having been knocked down? Yes. Now, that is the significant. We really do need to then work closely with that person uh, to prove out that you are going to get some no's. I mean, that is just the nature of the the beast. There will be no's, but I think Jim Rohn said it beautifully. You know what? Go for the 99 no's. Just get them under your belt in your lifetime and, and reach that diamond or a pearl uh, in the yes. So move forward with that person. Let's look at perhaps what we can do differently if they were all family members you know some family members jump on board just to support you and that's great others just don't don't won't uh family members are usually the biggest naysayers maybe they're protecting us you know they think they or maybe as i shared earlier they really are waiting i'm gonna wait to see if this works (laughs) I'm going to check it out first. So the thing to really do is work closely for a while with that person. Maybe do calls with them together. Uh, Maybe, you know, let's just talk it through. Do some personal development. Have a good book ready. Be a positive source. There are numerous ways. Uh, In this profession, I just believe it's, it's a personal development wrapped in a business. And allow yourself to continue to learn and personally grow so that you'll realize when no is really a no, let them go. And Angela, I think that's so, one of the things you said was the, you know, get that 99 no's under your belt. But isn't it Thomas Edison, who's, who you were uh, nicknamed after, uh, didn't he say something wonderful about, uh, a reporter came up and said, well, you failed X number of times. And Edison said, no, I didn't fail. I just found X number of times that it didn't work. And now I found one that does. And I think that's also that, that whole positive attitude is, is really key. Just recognize it that it's the number of no's that you need to get to get to a yes. And the faster you do that, the sooner you get to the gems, as you were talking about. Uh, so, Angela, you know, I, I have had team members say to me, um, I've run out of my list. You know, I listed everybody I know. I went through my Christmas card list. I went through everything. So do you have any cute strategies as to how a team member can weather that storm? Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, We should never run out of a list because that is that scarcity mentality that, Mm. my God, I better slow down with these calls because I'm coming toward the end of my list. Mm. And that is not a good thing. Uh, The first thing, and we hear it over and over again, and we absolutely should have a handwritten list. I know 
I mean, I was head of IT. I know technology is awesome, but there is something amazing about handwriting a list and always having it with you. A list is a living document. Every day when we're out and about, and I'm not, I don't mean that you stop every person on the street and say, oh my gosh, I've got to tell you something. Not at all. What I am saying is every day that we're out and about, we're meeting people. Uh, you know, uh, you may love someone's shoes, you know, but just you may smile at someone who smiles back. You may be at your uh, cleaners, your salon, your some place where you continually add to your list. And I think that's really, really important, Angela, that, that when you, quote, run out of the list, that this is your scarcity mindset. The other thing I think, and, and you can uh, confirm or deny, that people judge. So they, they go to put somebody on the list and they go, oh, no, they wouldn't be interested. And so they don't put it on the list, no. as opposed to just truly brainstorming everyone that you know, everyone who uh, you might meet. And as you said, you know, having that handwritten list with you, you can add to it as you go along. You may never connect with them. You may never uh, talk to them about your what you're doing, but they're there and you haven't judged them as someone who wouldn't be interested, Right. Oh, that is so, so very true. You prejudge and you just shot yourself in the foot in my in my mind. You really do. You don't allow, you never know what someone's decision may be based on what you are finding out about them or if they're open to whatever it may be that your question is. Because we don't know. We cannot prejudge. And the other area, Linda, really is, you know, they have those memory joggers that from A to Z, there are just professions that we deal with on a daily basis. Right. You bought a car from somebody. You, you know, had your teeth cleaned by someone. You got a massage from. Every aspect of life. And then there, what was it? Six degrees of separation, I believe. Yeah, six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon or something like that. Exactly. Great, great. You know, who knows my sister that I've met over the years? Yeah, and I think that's really, really key is who do you know? Um, And we we talk about this in referral marketing, asking for who do you know who, duh, whatever that might be. And that's for anybody in in business. Uh, You know. Asking for those referrals from the people you meet, the people you know, people in your family. It might not be right for you, but who do you know? And I know I was told, you know, go to the, that high-level person that you know, and you can say to them, gee, you know, um, this is probably not right for you, but I know you know a lot of people. So who do you know who might be interested in whatever? And that's true for any entrepreneur, not just network distribution, right? Correct. Uh, correct, because they, they may just be, after you tell them, because the first question they may ask, what is it about? Well, I can give you some information about it. And so many times that person will come back with, well, what about me? Yeah, why did you discount me? Or why, why did you think I wouldn't be interested <laughs> yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah. It is so, an interesting truth, actually. Okay, so we're talking about an industry that, that is often maligned, and uh, often people go, uh-uh, no, I mean, they, they, they think it's 
you know, evil. Uh, and that, uh, you know, there's significant movement between companies. So you get people who are at the top of the list or maybe not even at the top of the list, but they're, you know, they're working a list and, and they've got a team and all of a sudden they quit and they move to another network distribution company. So what are the key values that you recommend leaders use when considering joining a network distribution company? Oh, thank you, Linda, because this is so true. You know, uh, many of us aren't jumpers, but we learn from where we were, hopefully, and know what to look for next. Mm -hmm. And you come to a point where you say, this is my very last company. And I can say that with a smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the truth. You know, when people do say, oh, no, 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 it's one of those MLMs or network marketing it's not the profession that people have that that angst feeling about. It is some piece of it in one of the five ingredients that make for the legacy company. Because that's what we look for, a legacy company. And those ingredients are the leadership of that company, the experience level, the business acumen should be, leaders of that company should have many years of experience through each of their layers in that profession because they're two different animals running a company and running a network marketing company so do your homework on that the other is that the infrastructure or well beginning the product or service is of true resulting value you know that it has validation that it is a reality that people will feel results. Uh-huh. The, other, the other area is that, the, and, and really these are important, that the infrastructure is in place. You know, the company has deep pockets. It's, it's continuing to have had growth. And that infrastructure is in place for global expansion, for the platform it's on to be able to be in sync, in time, with any new announcement and any new language that just has been brought on board from a global approach. The third or fourth is support. There is the support there in personal development every step of the way, be it in phone calls, training, conferences, then we own the responsibility of attending, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, and the final is uh, that if indeed, you know, there is the compensation plan is important as it should be, that it has integrity and that it is not, it, nothing is easy, but it is simple. And that is where that so other support comes into place from leader, that they are able to, you know, step you through it from the place you are at. You know, if I were to wrap it all up, Linda, it has to have one big piece. In each of those ingredients, from experience throughout, integrity. And when you know that's real, you know it's real. Because you can see it throughout the organization, no matter how large it is. And Angela, I so agree with you. I think integrity is the keystone to any good company. Again, whether it's in network distribution or it's in the, the corporate world or it's in the entrepreneurial world integrity you don't stand behind what you offer you don't have the leadership that you need to be able to move the organization forward and to stay in truth 
Um, I also love the fact that you said it should be simple but not easy. And I think this is where the other lie often comes in is that uh, recruitment often is, oh, this is so simple. You can get your, your, your top five people. Now they'll build a team. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. And it's not. This business is work. Yes. Um, just like any successful endeavor in business requires you to work at it. And so I think that's also where we often lose people is because, in essence, there is an implicit lie in it that this is so easy, anyone can do it. And yet that may not be true. It may, but in most cases, isn't. You know, the only great thing about what we do, I do, is I can do it in my bunny slippers. (laughs) (laughs) As I love to share, and I have given those as gifts, bunny slippers, to people welcoming them to a team. Okay. So, Angela, where are my bunny slippers? Oh, honey, what's, uh, you, you should never, ever wonder. Things happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, and, and, and I think that's key, too, is that you're always thinking about the people on your team. And I know you, you and I connect fairly often, as, as my schedule uh, permits. And I think that's also very, very important. So I have a, a big, huge storm that I want you to talk about. And that's when your leader goes silent, goes off the grid. What advice do you have to team members if and when this happens? And is this a time for those people? I'm asking you three questions. Uh, is this a time for that person to step into leadership and lead the team and weather the storm so that you continue to grow? Or is it time to bail? Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful question. And uh, it really is because it does happen. It yeah. does, does happen. And, and, and realize that it does. So the thing to be doing continually, you know, in corporate America, you have succession plans, right? You do. Yeah. You have to because anything can happen. And mm-hmm. so the same thing goes with leadership. We are all in certainly business for ourselves, but we are also all part of a team. And that team is not any one leader's ownership, right? Mm-hmm. If you work, you know, feel good working with me, that's great. If you feel good working, you know, aligning with or doing three-way calls or whatever the activities may be with someone other than me, it's okay. Because the goal should be to be continually developing leaders because they're growing a team, Mm-hmm. So stepping into that leadership plate, we should never be dependent on one person as that's the reason for a team's existence. The right. company is the reason, the company. Well, and the I think there are, yeah, there are a couple of things about that, too, that uh, I find that I think the, corp- the organization supports this. And that is, I know some par- parts of the industry where you can't go cross line. You can't go up outside your your team. And I think that is, is a fallacy. I, I agree with you. I think you should be able to go where you resonate, whether it's with your team leader or it might be with someone else that you've met in the organization. Now, this is the one that really concerns me, though, is why, one, why don't, the individual leaders share what's going on with them. Let us know why you're off grid or whatever. And then also in 
top leadership why they don't share when someone leaves why they left or even where they've gone or whatever. Because I think that that vacuum often creates dissonance and then has people actually leaving, right? Yeah, it really absolutely could and should. And therein, that again goes back to the ingredients of a legacy company. Yeah. Okay. Um, Certain, there might be companies where a person leaving, uh, they feel could have great impact, you know, on on that company versus, again, a positive spin on a person leaving. Everyone has their reasons. And, and we should be able to understand and accept that reason. And that when a company has all those other ingredients, it really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because... If you're friendly, if we're friends, if people are friends to begin with, they're going to be friends no matter what. Mm-hmm. If something of, of a true, huge leader leaves a company, there must be good reason. There has to be. Yeah, I was. If you're doing your homework and those all those ingredients are in place and it's not one of those reasons, then we're okay. Yeah, and I, I, I think, too, Angela, that, that you can support the leader if you know why. Yes. Um, you know, for example, you're moving to Henderson, Nevada, <laughs> and there, there's, there's probably going to be a space and time where you're not in connection with your team as you make that move. And if we didn't know that, and knowing how active and, and how connected you are with all your people, we'd worry We'd wonder, you know, are you sick? Are you in the hospital? Did something happen? Uh, is there something going on with your family? That kind of thing. Whereas when you share that, you give the team the ability to step into that without worrying about you. So, audience, I want you to think about what I just said. And Angela and I are going to talk more about that when we come back after this quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here.
you are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm here with the amazing, inspirational Angela O'Brien. And Angela, I was just told that we have a caller on the line. It's Rose from Orange County. Rose, welcome to the show. Hi. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> Hi, glad to be here. I, so um, Rose, I, I, yeah. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are wondering, um, and I, I wanted to ask, ask Angela this question if it's possible. Absolutely. Is, I know you hear a lot of different companies out there, network marketing, direct sales, and, you know, it's, it's overwhelming, to, you know, to find the right company and, and to find the time, and, and I have a full-time business, so what do you tell the business owners out there that maybe you're looking at a little something extra on the side or wanting to build a residual income for long-term? How does it work when you have a full-time business that you're running? Is it, is it possible to do it? Oh, hi, Rose. Thanks for that great question. Uh, You know, Linda just mentioned something about me going through a move. And uh, yeah, I I, I am. And what I have to do as leaders, as someone who has that vision, who has that clarity about what they desire, residual income, growing a team, continuing to grow it, is to manage your time. There's always some bit of time in a day. For example, I scheduled it through this next month of move prep and for a part-time, because it's part-time or or full-time in this business, manage your time correctly. Look at and schedule that you really stay true to your schedule. We've all had Franklin planners in the past of some sort, but putting that time in for you to do the two, three, five, the activity of that moment toward your business. If we don't schedule it and we fly by the seat of our pants, we be reactive versus proactive. And that's one of the key areas in your vision and belief to fuel with desire. That desire has to be real. So just like a doctor's appointment or a nine o'clock appointment at someone's other business, that 11 o'clock appointment with self to do follow-up calls or uh, assign it to the company that you're with for your activities is so critical that you stay with it. So sure, emergencies may come up, but in any other case, you'd make sure you would follow your commitment to yourself that appointment to do. And, and Rose, I think what Angela's saying is just so very powerful. And what I found for me is that I make appointments with myself and I it's sacred time. It's it's time as Angela said, if I went to a doctor, I would set that time apart and it's and it's it's held, it's mine, it's it's sacred, and I don't put anything else in it. And then I set a timer so that if I've said I'm gonna do 15 minutes I set a timer so that at the end of 15 minutes, I end it and I move on to the next thing. So I know that there is a finite amount of time that I can fit that into my daily uh, work. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, um, 
besides doing what else I do. And that's what I've had to do in order to make that happen. Now, I have a coach who says, yeah, but you don't do that with social media. I want you to set a timer for 30 minutes and be on social media. (laughs) I'm working on it, but it's like in five-minute increments because the idea of setting 30 minutes to do that just doesn't fit with um, my, my business life. So does that help, Rose? Yes, it does. I, I, it's just, you know, somebody, so many people are, you know, so busy and it's like, how do you fit it all in? And, um, you know, opportunities are obviously there because so many people are successful in this industry. So, um, yeah, thank you for, for answering that. I appreciate it. Time management, I think, is something many people lack. <laughs> and yes. uh, sometimes we set those appointments with ourselves and don't even keep that because life's getting in the way. So um, I appreciate that. Thank you so yeah, much. Well, and I, I love the topic today. Thanks for sharing. You're, you're so very welcome. And I think the other thing, too, is to have an accountability partner, someone that you're working hand in glove with, who, who can call you on, did you do that today? Um, did you keep that time sacred? And I think that often helps, too, is having that sort of neutral third party out there um, holding you accountable uh, can help you uh, keep moving forward. Right, Angela? Yes, indeed, Linda. And it, it, it's so real because even with the accountability partner, it goes back to is your why. You, you know, you, in, in Rosa's case, she just said, you know, for residual income, you know, wants to have it in the future, not to keep mm-hmm. doing what she might be doing, to keep revisiting that. Or have you been true to yourself and your time that you have committed to so that you can carry on with that vision, that belief? Uh, that we both know is yours. And that's part of the accountability as well. And it's a wonderful gift. Thank you. And Rose, anything else? Um, no, I think that you've answered the question. So it is possible. That's a, it a is. good thing to it, know. <laughs> well, if you think about, uh, I, I don't know, I don't remember, Rose, are you a mom? Oh, my kids? kids are grown up now. Okay, but do you remember when they were little and they had all these things that they had to do and all these places that you had that you had to take them and all that? And somehow we managed to make all that happen. Um, and that yep. is a leadership role. Uh, we lead our family. We make sure that things happen. We set goals. We have a vision as to where they're going. And I think sometimes looking back at that, what did I do? How did I make all those hats work when my kids were little? I think may even serve you as your uh, business owner and in network in the industry and how to get it all done and still not burn yourself out uh, and making sure that you take some really great self-care as well. So thank you, Rose, so very much for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care and have a great day. You know, Linda? Thank you. Yeah, Angela, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Lind, I um, you mentioned Facebook, social media, and, <laughs> and yeah. And if I can go back to an earlier question about a relationship with a person. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean Facebook is wonderful, but it really and I love. I think you you share this even in your wonderful book, The Art of Hurting Cats, about. It is not a true, I mean, it's a relationship door opener, Mm -hmm. but it's not the way to continue to have an ongoing relationship with some of the significant people in your life. Right. It is also another wonderful way, though, to continue to add to your list by Mm -hmm. opening that door to a relationship 
discovering old friends on Facebook. And does that not add to the list of people that, oh my gosh, I forgot all about that person. I wonder if this could be something that would serve them. Exactly. And I think I've said earlier that social media is a great way to to connect with people, but it is not how you develop a deep relationship. It's all very superficial. I guess my best story is being in a restaurant with my husband. And of course, he's old school. He doesn't he doesn't even have a social media account. And we're sitting next to these two millennials sitting next to us, a, a guy and a gal. They're obviously out on a date and they both have their phones out. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, so who are they texting? Turns out they're texting each other. They oh. don't know how to have a relationship where they actually talk to each other. Yeah. Plus, I found this very interesting. You know, the, the suicide hotlines and, and the teen hotlines and that kind of thing? What they're finding is that the, the teen doesn't want to call in. They want to text in. So, again, they still don't want that sort of heart-to-heart, deeper relationship. So how do you create deeper relationships, especially if your team is made up of a significant set of millennials? Oh, yeah, and that that is a challenge, I will say, but not one that can't be overcome. Um, you have the conversations with them. When I get texts that are, you know, three, those, those text boxes, Long. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a colleague who does that to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm finished, you know, paging and paging and paging. And I just say, uh, I'll call them right away or say, too much to read, call me. Mm-hmm. But really, the other thing to do is I, I think texting is, is a great connect tool, but not a communication tool as you shared. Yeah. It is a need to talk, call me ASAP, or um, there's an important call tonight, 6 o'clock, here's the number. Those tools, those bits of information, but in a relationship, establish a time that we can talk, as you and I do. You're yeah. busy, busy, absolutely. What time can we chat? What day or days and times can we chat this week? And Angela, I so appreciate now ha- having my phone sitting on my dashboard as opposed to in my lap or on, you know in my hand. And to be able to use the seven hours that I drove down to San Diego to have those kinds of conversations. And, and there wasn't a sense of urgency that, oh, my God, I have to get off the phone because I've got 15 other phone calls to make. We could actually have a conversation. It was really dynamite. And I really appreciated that. It was wonderful. And that is the case. Because we do want to attract these wonderful moments. Oh, yeah. But if I send an email, I've learned to use text with each of those by saying, check your email. Important. Yeah. Um, so, Angela, you know, your, your teams have been through some challenging times. So what do you do to celebrate coming out on the other side? What do you do with your team? What do you do individually when you come out of a funk like that? Yeah. If there is a funk... Uh, when we come out of it, first of all, I recognize recognition is important to everyone. And as leaders, you know, whether you have one person on your team, continuing to recognize that that person for every little success. I mean, the first three way is truly something to celebrate. Three way phone call. Oh, I so agree. Right, is something to celebrate for for people new to a, a profession. So absolutely recognize, continue to welcome 
mm-hmm. every new member that joins be that connected with your team. Yeah, so and I. Good. Yeah, and Angela, I, I so agree. I think that's critical to recognize. You know, they made their list. They've got their why. They made that first three-way call. They hit their first oh. uh, rank, whatever it might be. Because I think we get to the place of we only recognize rank advancement, and I, and that's just it's not enough. No. Um, it's it's part of what keeps people motivated towards their vision is having that person celebrate with them. So, Angela, I know um, that you'd love to be able to chat with anybody who is exploring the industry. So how can they get a hold of you? Thanks, Linda. Um, in two ways. I do have a cell phone, and that number is 949-290-3404. And my email address has remained with me for years, as Linda shared earlier. It yes. is Fitness Fuel, F I T N E S S F U E L at C O X dot net. Yeah, it's, it's funny, Angela. I, I love people like you who keep that uh, email forever uh, and it, that it's on Cox. Um, there, there are people still out there on AOL and Hotmail, you know, uh, tags that we don't see much of anymore. But it shows yeah. that consistency and that ability to um, maintain, uh, you know, relationships over a long period of time, and you don't want to lose them um, unless yeah. your uh, provider goes belly up and you have to lose them. Anyway, um, yes. Angela, do you have, let's say, one or two more quick tips to share with the audience around this whole aspect of weathering the storm, keeping the vision forward? Uh, mm-hmm. celebration, all of that. Yeah, uh, I think gratitude is a very significant um, core value. You know, I, I spoke of the other values, but core values truly are, and Linda, we've heard it from before and in many other ways from other yes. places, but truly, vision, belief, the power and magic of truly being team, gratitude, and then it is truly all filled with desire. When those things are in place, when you are confident in self and feel good about self, that is what, you know, to be ever so grateful for and grateful for every person that we deal with on a daily basis that's in our lives. Uh, it's a win-win situation. It really is. And it allows us to truly dream big and dust them off and dream big. I love that, Angela, so much. And I think that whole aspect of desire uh, is I'm actually looking at a consciousness cleanse, looking at, you know, sort of bringing all the parts together again. And Mm -hmm. desire is day one. Know what you desire. And audience, if you would like to have more inspiration um, in July, I, my leadership inspiration program comes out and it's 52 weeks of inspiration dropped in your mailbox. It's about a three minute video. And Angela has been one of the ones who has inspired me. So on that note, thank you, Angela, again, so very, very much. And remember, be courageous, dare to lead. That's all for this week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. 
Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.